Um, it's good to be a little different um, for preaching. Phil Pringle. So if you don't know, we are in a movement called C3 Church, and it's a global movement. We've got churches all over the place in India, in America, everywhere. Uh, and, and so we're a part of this great movement. Uh, and Phil Pringle is the founder and, and the president of that movement. And he's released a video um, for the movement. Um, and most of the churches watched them in the past two weeks. But hey, we were in the middle of a cool series. We're going to watch it today. So it's a 10-minute video and it's on an awesome topic. And so then I'm going to get up after and I'll shorten my preach in line with that video. Um, so that's how we're going to do church today. So this is a really great video for us just to understand, hey, we're a part of something bigger. So we're a part of a movement that's bigger. And obviously, you know, we're a part of a global church, but we, we are C3 Church, and we carry the DNA of a C3 Church, and we're going to grow and, and move in that vision. So for those of you who weren't aware of that, I think it's just going to be so fantastic to get to know who Pastor Phil is. Um, and then we've also got, you know... Um, it's exciting. There was an exciting event that happened last week, but I won't bother t- boring you about that. Why don't we watch the screen and then I'll get back and we'll share. Awesome. Um, Hi, everyone. There. Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle. Hi, guys. It's wonderful, wonderful to be sharing this message with you today. Welcome to church this weekend. Yes. What a delight to have you in the house of God. Yes. Any guests? We're so glad you made it. We're so yes. glad you're here and looking forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Chris? Yes, well, look, I am excited that I'm here to introduce my husband. This is an amazing message of prophecy and inspiration to release something absolutely new in the midst of you and all our churches. So I know you're going to love this message today. So God bless you. As we come into Presence Conference in San Diego. Yes, C3 Americas. In August. Do whatever you can to be there. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Yes, for a real big hug. Not a virtual one like this one, but a real one. So... God bless you. Amen. See you there. Well, I, I wanted to share about this uh, amazing gift that God has given to us called prophecy. And it may seem like a small subject, but actually it embraces a vast array of the moving of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit first fell on those 120 disciples, Peter stood up and he said, when the Spirit of God falls, young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams and handmaidens and servants will prophesy. Actually, the dreaming of dreams and the seeing of visions and prophesying are pretty much all the same thing. And I have no doubt that we are moving into an era, a brand new phase, an incredibly higher level and a higher season of anointing and outpouring of the Holy Spirit than we've ever seen in the history of the world. In C3 and right across the earth, right across all flesh and all the church right around the world, we're going to see a move of God that is completely unstoppable. The moving of the Spirit always brings about proclamations or prophecies. Immediately when they were filled with the Spirit, they all began to speak in other languages that they never learned before. And then the apostles stood up and started preaching, especially Peter. And he prophesied about the wonders of God and the glory of God. And he magnified God in his preaching. He was worshiping God with his preaching. And speaking in a way that is supernatural throughout all of Scripture is called prophesying. In fact, right from the Old Testament, Moses, when he looked back through time, it was an 
an element of prophesying. He was seeing in the spirit how the world was created. Right through to the book of John and the book of Revelation written by the apostle John, he was seeing into the future. And that was also the gift of prophecy. In fact, Jesus, when he was here, he said, I only do what I see my father doing. Now, when the word prophecy originally comes into scripture, it means to bubble up, to be like a fountain within. And you'll find that when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, things will come out of your mouth. Worship, praise, glorifying God, speaking in new languages, supernatural utterances begin to happen. But that word morphed into a new word as well, which meant seer. And that word meant that you could actually begin to see what God was doing and then speak it into being. Inside us, when we're born again, we get a duplicate set of faculties. We get spiritual ears, spiritual eyes, spiritual feelings, spiritual taste, spiritual smell. We can sense God. When we dominate our world with stimulus to the flesh man, to our body, we shut down that spirit man. But when we quieten down our flesh and, and not let it have so much stimulation, we actually awaken those sensibilities and those faculties that belong to the inner man. One of the reasons we close our eyes when we pray is to shut out all that imaging that's coming from the natural world and the inner eye, our inner eyes are opened and we can start to see God and reach out into the spirit in fact, Paul in Ephesians 3 verse 20, he prays for the Ephesian church. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart are opened. I pray that you get it. That's what really he was asking. The, pr the, the prayer was that the, the inner eye, the inner vision that God wanted to show them would become apparent. God wants to mingle his thoughts with our imagination. And we should never underestimate the power of imagination in terms of waiting on God. Because once we have started to perceive something and conceive it in our mind, we can then speak it. And many times Jesus told us, rather than just say it and pray it, he wants us to prophesy it into being. He'd say, speak to the mountain and it will move. Most often Jesus would speak to sickness and he'd say, be healed to a person. He would tell people to do things and they would act on that word and they would find themselves in a new level of victory and healing. And that is what I believe God has taken us into as we move into the future. There is a new anointing. There is a fresh oil coming upon C3. Part of that is not just praying, but it is proclaiming. It is prophesying. And I am prophesying that we will see a million people worshiping in our congregations all around the world in the next few years. I am prophesying that we will see a revival and a move of God and an outpouring of the Spirit like we have never seen before. I am prophesying that we are going to see the sick healed, the dead raised. We're going to see blind eyes opened. We're going to see thousands and thousands and thousands of teenagers coming to Christ. A massive revival is going to be poured out on the holy, on the 
people of God all over the world. And we're going to find that every church will experience an influx of teenagers. The touch of God will not be stopped in this era. The devil can't stop it. People can't stop it. Governments won't stop it. The Holy Spirit is coming on earth like a wave that is unstoppable. And I prophesy that your churches, your churches, your people, your teenagers, your youth, your teams are all going to experience the touch and the power of the Holy Ghost at another level so that you start to see the future and that you start to prophesy those things that God is about to do. We are living in an age when God wants to move in our hearts not just move sovereignly from above. Sometimes we are asking God to do things that He wants us to do and He has told us to do. He has said, you go heal the sick and we go pray, God, heal the sick person. We are the ones with the word of the Lord in our mouth and we can say to this world, be healed in Jesus' name. We can say to the dead, come alive in Jesus' name. We can say to the sick, be healed. We can say to people who are suffering and they're in poverty and they're in difficulty, to marriages that are in trouble, to people who are suicidal. We can bring the Word of God and bring life. The most important thing for me about prophecy is that I believe it's a lifesaver. We live in a world where young people Middle-aged people, older people are struggling to grasp hope. They're struggling to see a future. They're struggling to feel like something good is going to happen to them. And I believe we're living in an hour now where every time people come into church, something good is going to happen to them because we prophesied it, because we said it. We need to clothe our congregations with faith. We need to clothe our lives with faith in the morning to speak over our lives that I am blessed. I am uh, uh, holy. I am on fire. I have energy. I am awake. Uh, I love God. I love church. I love the people of God. I'm destined for greatness. When you start to see these things, things in your life and you speak them, you will find you transform into the very words that are coming out of your mouth. Never underestimate the power of your tongue. You can create life or bring death with that. You can actually penetrate into heaven with the word of God in your lips, with the high praises of God in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand. We bring defeat to the devil and we access heaven. God has given us his word to use. It isn't just to study. It isn't just to memorize. It isn't just to meditate on. It isn't just to teach. It is to use as a weapon. It is to use as a powerful weapon that defeats the devil, cuts him in pieces and brings down strongholds. It's also an incredible weapon in terms of coming against our own flesh, coming against all the persecution and criticisms. As you speak that word, you are speaking the very same word that created the heavens and the earth. It has got power in it. The living Word of God has so much power that it created a universe, for goodness sake. When we put His Word in our mouth, like God said to Jeremiah, I put my Word in your mouth. Once that begins to happen and we prophesy, we'll see valleys of dry bones come alive. We will see dead men coming out of their tombs. We will see whole communities transformed, converted by the power of Christ. And our churches set on fire with revival in the prayer meeting. And I'm telling you, there is a revival in our prayer meetings. God is bringing great amounts of prayer into our lives and into our churches. We shouldn't be just praying. We should be prophesying that God is about to move 
in our own lives, in our families, in our finances, in our circumstances, in our communities with salvation, with blessing, with an abundance in Jesus' name. I'm praying for you right now that the power of the Holy Ghost will fall upon you, your congregation, your families, and you'll experience abundance in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, let the blessing and the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost rest on all of our congregations all around the world in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. How Hi, good was everyone. that? Oh, we'll play it again. It was that good. <laughs> so good. Um, man, it was so fantastic. Do you know, if the Bible was written today, there'd probably be a DVD rather than a book. Because, you know, the, the, the New Testament let, were written letters and they were sent around to the churches. That's, this is today's equivalent. Pastor Phil is an apostle of, of, of the faith and the movement. And he sent us an epistle. He sent us a little letter, a little video, a little encouragement. Who feels lifted just from hearing that? Feels, and that, I think that's the mark of how you know that somebody's speaking words of God. You feel lifted. Something in you picks up. And you, it's not, maybe you don't quite comprehend it all. But because we are spirit, as well, we have this, this internal man that just picks up on something. Uh, and so I, I, I just want to, I don't want to re-preach what he said, but I had a few thoughts from, I've listened to it a couple of times. Um, I just want to share some of the thoughts that I would have. And I think when we're sitting there looking at a, at a video like that, and when somebody tells us, like Pastor Phil told us, that you have the power to declare over your life the words of God, and you can prophesy into your life, immediately, in my mind, I, because I'm weird, start to disqualify myself on a few levels. Or well, I'm not as, as, you know, spiritual as Pastor Phil. And I don't know if I can sound like him when I, when, I, when I prophesy. And prophesy, the word actually sounds weird, so can I do it? It's like a weird word. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, God is just wanting to let you know that you, just the way you are, have everything you need to prophesy into your life. You have everything you need and you are perfectly placed to declare not only for your life the word and the vision of God, but also for others, to be a lifter of others. Because we think, you know, like I would always know my dad was on a business call by the tone of his voice. He would go, hello, Edmund speaking. And he would change the tone of his voice. You know, business voice, do we all, we've all got one. This is my business voice, hello. We all do it. Or, you know, some of us do it. Sometimes we think to prophesy, we have to put on our prophecy voice. Oh Lord, how thou had been shown in me. And we get old King James. But I, I'm here to tell you that, hey, it's just normal speak. It's just how, it's the tone of your voice. It's the, the way God has created you to speak and to articulate is, is just how he wants you to prophesy into your life. Prophecy doesn't, you don't need to be standing up here with a microphone to prophesy. You could be riding your bike and prophesying into your life. You could be having a conversation with somebody and something sparks in you and you prophesy. I had coffee with Jess yesterday. It was fantastic. And there was an exchange of, of, of declaration and, and, and impartation. She was helping me, you know, as she counseled. It was just fantastic. It was mutually uh, a beneficial conversation of, of lifting one another and declaring things. And I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and, and they were saying, you know, we're, we're, we're really hoping that the church will work out. And I said, it will. It will. And it was just, I didn't plan on saying it like that. 
It just came out of me because it's in me. And, and what Phil said is, it bubbles up out of you. Let God just bubble up out of you and begin to speak into your world. I'm going to be all right. That's prophecy. Um, and so, man, this, this, is, this is, I want this to just be something that we use in our life. This is not just for the preachers. It's not just for the leadership. This is for you. This is for all of us because God wants you to declare in your life. And you know what the funny thing about prophecy is? Is that when God, whenever we see prophecy, usually in the Bible, and usually the, the when prophecy and declaration is needed is when there's a circumstance probably saying the opposite thing to what God wants you to declare. There's usually a contrast of situation that makes you if you were just looking at a situation, what you're about to say and what you're about to declare doesn't match up. And I believe that it's actually God's perfect wisdom that he sets us up in a situation that contrasts to what he's wanting to say. Now, I'm not an artist, but I know Pastor Rod is. Now, he's fantastic, beautiful paintings. Now, I'm terrible at art, but, but what I do know uh, you know, and I could be wrong, but what I do know is something that makes a painting beautiful is a contrast of colors, that there's a vibrancy of colors. It's not all the same, and sometimes there may be, but what I, what I want to propose to you is that your circumstance, your situation provides a perfect backdrop, a perfect canvas for you to declare the vibrancy and the color of God in your life. And God is going to make a beautiful picture out of what you may have thought was just a plain circumstance. There's going to be a spark of color coming out of your mouth over your life. And it just requires a little, it's a little, oh, yeah. I'm going to declare God color. I'm going to declare the life of God. Because when, when he brings, what he wants to let you know is that you are not stuck in, 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 in the circumstance. There is another option. Uh, uh, and I was, when I was younger, I, used to, I, I really liked to read. I used to read more, but I used to read these books called Goosebumps. Who, who read Goosebumps? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> and the cool thing about Goosebumps is it was a little scary, and I was like, ooh, there's like little monsters and stuff. But you'd get to a point in the, in the book, and you'd have a choice. It would say, do you a... Go into the dark room with the spiders or B, run away like a scared person and I'd choose that one. But you'd have a choice. And so, so if you decided to choose whatever option, it would say, now go to page this. So really what you got to do is choose the narrative of the story. You got to choose the story. And really what prophecy is, you get to choose the narrative of your life. Because there's always two narratives going on. It's the narrative that we can have in our world that, of the circumstance that says, you're not going to make it. Nothing good's going to happen. You're alone. You're messed up. You're too broken. You're too far gone. And that's one narrative. And you can continue to read along that narrative. But God is wanting to move you from that and let you know that you have the power to choose a narrative. And guess who the author of that narrative is? It's God. And he says every day of your life was written in his book before one of them came to be. And we have the power to declare that narrative in our life. So who's ready to change the story in their life? Yeah. Who's ready to change the story? Because he does have a story for you. He does have a narrative and it's so much better than we could hope or imagine. It's so much more fulfilling than we could imagine. God's wanting to renew vision and narrative back into your life. 
in Jesus. Oh man, I'm just feeling God all over this. God is wanting you to understand that you have the power to change the narrative. You have that power. And one of my favorite, uh, and the, the cool thing is because I always think, what stop, what's stopping me? What's stopping me from implementing this? And one of the things that might stop me is that I might go, well, my words don't carry any weight. I feel like a little kid in a, in, in, in a, in a crowd of thousands. What is my voice going to do? How is it going to get above the noise? And God's just wanting to let you know, it's not your words or your voice that carries the power. Because when you declare, you're not declaring your ideas. When you're prophesying, you're not declaring your narrative. What we are called to do when we prophesy is to find out what God is saying and say that. Because it's His voice and His words that carry power. I don't have any power. You don't have any power apart from the God in me that gives me everything I need. And when His word comes in me and bubbles out of me, now I can speak. Because when I speak out His words, that echoes, that reverberates. I'm a guitarist. I'm not a very good one, but that's what I spent most of my time doing in my previous church, helping out in the worship team. And I play an electric guitar and you make some noise. And you, you get to, with an electric guitar, you get to put in effects and you get to put in little stomp boxes. And Eddie's got a couple of little doodle dangles up there, that you, little effects that, that make the guitar sound a bit better. One of my favorite, two of my favorite effects are called delay and reverb. And what you do is you, you strum your guitar, and then if you have your delay pedal on, it begins to echo what you've just strummed. So I'd go, and then it would go, and you can set it so it just echoes and echoes. And then reverb, if you turn the reverb on, it just creates this, it just fills the room with ambience and sound. And it just creates this noise that is beautiful. Probably reverb is my favorite sound, but you can combine the two, delay and reverb. And you're like, what are you talking to me about guitar for? Anyway, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to the point. Because... Because when we, when we are speaking God's word over our life and we go, I can't do anything. On your own, you can't do anything. But we are called not to create our own sound. We are called just to echo and reverberate the voice of God into our life so that we fill the world with the sound that God wants to let, be, let it be known, a vibrant sound, an alive sound, so that the atmosphere of your life is filled with what God wants it to be. We are the delay pedal, the, the reverberation pedal for what God's wanting to do in our life. There is such power that you have in your words. Words are so, so pivotal. They're so directional. You could say, I'm not feeling good today, and then everything else in your world begins to follow that. Your faith will follow what you speak. So I want to encourage you. And if you want a copy of that video, I'll email it to you. Just let me know. We, we can get you that. And, and I'm just speaking now. We're going to get podcasts rocking and rolling within the month. I said it a month ago. But anyway, I missed it, but I'm going to say it again. So you can re-listen re to a message. But what I want us to do is in this next season, as Eddie comes up, I want us to just, I want you to take a moment and I want you to, to look in your life. And I want you to look at the circumstances in your world. And I want us to just take five minutes as Eddie just plays the guitar. And in worship and in adoration, I want you to just think, oh, what, are, what are the areas in my life that God needs me to speak into? That, that are not working well, that are not going good. 
And we're going to declare, you are going to declare as we worship together, uh, you're going to begin to declare the, the vision and the victory of God over your life. We're going to sing that mountains are still being moved. So why don't we stand and let's worship. And as we sing, I want you to begin to ask God, Lord, what do you want me to say into my life? Are still being strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see that wonders is still what you do. Bodies are still being raised, giants are still being slain. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see that. Wonders is still what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. Set our hearts on. Come on, if you need a move of God in your life right now, why don't you come to the front and we're going to pray right now. If you need God to speak into your world, I just want to open the altar to you and I'd love to pray with you. Come and have an encounter with the presence of God right now. He's here to move in this place. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see that. Wonders is still what you do. And bodies are still being raised. And giants are still being slain. Hallelujah. And God, we believe Woo. it. Yes, we can yeah. see that. Wonders There's is still in what today. you do. Because we're here for you. Yeah. We're here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for and do what you do set our hearts on you come and do what you do cause this is a move thank you we need a move thank you Lord everybody right now here in this place God is speaking to you God is speaking to you Now we've taken some time to think about our circumstances. We've taken some time to see the situations that are just bland. The circumstances just not looking good. And I'm here to declare today to you that God is speaking a word of life over you. That God is speaking a word of victory over you. That you may have thought you were coming to your end, but God's saying, I'm only just beginning with your life. And the thing that you thought that God couldn't heal, God is saying right now, I am healing that situation in your life. Hallelujah. That God is not finished with you yet. God is not finished with you yet. He wants to do a new thing in your life. You're important to God. I'm just going to declare over your life, your value to God. God needs you. God wants you. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. 
Hallelujah. And God is going to give you the wisdom and the courage to speak out, to declare for yourself God's plan and His purposes over your life. I want to give an opportunity for anybody here today that says today, Sheldon, I need to get my heart right with God. I need to connect my life back into Him. I may have accepted Him as my Lord and Saviour, but I've walked away and I want to recommit my life to Him. If that's you, why don't you raise your hand and I want to pray with you right now. Is there anybody that says today, Sheldon, I need to reconnect my life with God. Anybody at all? In Jesus' Name. Jesus' Name. Hallelujah. Lord, thank You for Your church. Thank You for Your church. We trust that You have such a great plan and a purpose for every person here. We thank You for this week, God, that it will be filled with Your purpose. It will be filled with Your life. Lord, would You use us to be speakers of Your life, to be lifters of others in Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you, church. Thank you for joining us today. I'm here to, if you want prayer or anything like that. But if not, let's go have a coffee as well. So God bless you. See you next week. in my soul You're the life in my bones